The true story of Le Mans 66, Carroll Shelby, Ken Miles, and the two corporations of Ford and Ferrari has finally been brought to the big screen. It's been brought by Mr. James Mangold, the director of Logan. And this is a film that I wasn't, I just, I just, I didn't, I didn't really know anything about, but from the over-positive reactions and the couple, last couple trailers seemed really fun, really fun and everything like that. And so I was just, I was pumped and it finally came out here. It's taken forever because, well, to be honest, it's not the, it's not a movie which is a, probably of high demand here, but yeah, it's finally come out and this movie's just, it's okay. I'm not going to tell you guys my opinion, but I'm pretty sure you could probably make it out, make it up because of what everyone else has been saying about this movie and all the hype and everything like that. And I gotta say, I'll just say straight up, this movie delivers. Did I love it or did I just like it? I guess you'll find out. But I know you know you now know that at least I like this movie. It might actually be, and it's it might be more. I'm gonna spoil it. I I more than like this movie. And of course, I, but later this month I'll make my ranking of my top five movies of 2019, and you can. Bet it will be, it will most likely be up in that top three. Just telling you right now. I'll give you guys great at the end, but I just couldn't resist saying that because this movie, in case you're not going to stick around, I'm just telling you this movie is brilliant. Anyway, Ford v. Ferrari is directed by James Mangold and stars Christian Bale and Matt Damon as Ken Miles and Carol Shelby. Based on a true story, American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford and challenge Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans 66. Straight up, just before we get into the actual review, I'm just saying I am not a car guy at all. I, there's nothing I could care less about than cars and all the different car companies, but yeah, I don't watch any racing. Just letting you guys that know right now, straight up. So if you're if you're if you're like me and you don't really care about cars, I would say still check this one out. But of course, stay to find out why. Anyways, let's get right into the content of my thoughts. Straight up, I gotta say that this is a movie of beautiful direction by Mangold, and from what he's done before, like Logan and all that, you can tell that it's really he's a really masterful director, and you can tell from this that. He's got a lot of talent. He's probably one of the best directors out there. The way that he's able to shift the story from just a nice little talk about corporations to these really immersive and riveting racing sequences is inspirational, to be honest. The way he's able to put make to test characters and the way he's able to like ride the story around, no pun intended from where the characters start off and end and like complete these characters. Everything he's able to do is phenomenal and it's pretty unmatched by any other film I've seen um, seen this whole year. And this is some of the best directing I've probably ever seen. It's, it was incredible, to be honest. And this movie, he's faced with, I think, a pretty challenging task because you don't really see too many non-fiction movies these days that are based off this really famous story, especially one which kind of just happened over the last, like, from under the last hundred years. Of course, we get a lot of war movies. Besides that, we don't get too much based on anything else. But this one's different. This is a nonfiction film that only happened about 
just about, I think, like, 50 years ago, just over 50 years ago. So it's um, sublime what he was able to do. And it's pretty rare seeing something like this. So obviously, you're going to face with be faced with a lot of pressure. And I think he captivated on that. He was able to take on the challenge. Everything he did, a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous job with the source material. And, you know, it's just a story that he got the source material basically and straight up i gotta say that this is it's gotta be one of the most entertaining films of the year it probably is the second most entertained i've been this whole year at the cinemas just behind endgame maybe but because it's like because of everything i just said mangold's direction is just incredible and pretty unmatched and it's just probably, maybe by the end, the strongest point of this movie. And this is, of course, a movie about cars and racing. And yes, the racing scenes are absolutely immer- amazing. They're so immersive and riveting. Mangold has said in interviews that he wanted to make you feel like you're in the driver's seat. And he definitely, definitely pulls it off. Because there's many scenes where you're, like, in the opening shot of the film, you're in the, you're, you're, you're seeing the, you're seeing the, um, everything in front of you from the perspective of someone in the driver's seat. Literally. It's amazing. The cinematography is out of this world. The attention and detail and everything is incredible. You would think that they would, they would obviously have to go to some CGI and some special effects able to do these racing scenes, but so much of it looks so good, and I'm, I, I haven't read too much articles about this film, but I can just about guarantee 90% of the stunts in here were practical, because everything just looks so great. Sure, they don't go for, like, the largest things, but they, it does work, and a lot of crazy action-y things happen, and it's mind-blowing, the visual storytelling they were able to do for a movie which has a much smaller budget than a lot of other movies these days have. And yeah, not just in the racing scenes, but the cinematography for everything else was just the scenes where they're talking. The camera still sometimes, it feels like, you know, like an almost like an early 60s, early 70s movies movie because the camera sometimes stays still. You don't get like gazillion different angles which you, when you don't even have to. It's, it's pretty great, to be honest. And now let's move on to the cast. And I'm sure you've heard by now, but Christian Bale's performance as Ken Miles is phenomenal and will 100% get a nomination at the, from the Academy this year. If he doesn't, look, I've, I, I've, I've hated the Academy Awards and all the Oscars since about, since I started watching, but I've never agreed with what they actually do end up picking, but this is one that I think could get there, that could be... But one thing that has to get nominated is Christian Bale's performance. He's he shows so much emotion. He's the facial expressions he makes will make you laugh your head off. It's just it's very you know it's it's it there's okay. I'm just gonna get to this first. Damon Matt Damon, of course, Jason Bourne himself is also in this movie. He's playing Carol Shelby. Kind of probably like the main focus for a lot of the film. But 
although he's not Christian Bale level, he's also fantastic. I don't think he'll get nominated, but I think he does deserve to. But because of the limited spots there are, I don't think he will, but I think he definitely should. And knowing the Academy, they're going to go nuts and not nominate any of these guys, to be honest. And although Christian Damon's not as good as Bale, you can clearly tell he has a really deep passion for this stuff, and he knows every, he knows the character. It takes a lot to play a nonfiction character because you've got to know it. You know, you've you got to know how they act. You don't get a script. You need to know. It's something that actually happened. And Damon, you can tell, has done his research, and he's, he's fully passionate about this project. And with that, they both are, and they both look like they're having a ton of fun, which is obviously a great thing to see. And their chemistry is one of the chemistry is like direction like um maybe match the direction of mangold as the strongest point of the movie whenever they're talking it's really funny sometimes it gets really emotional and there's one conversation they have near the end it's in the third act that reflects on something that just happened and as short as it was what just the way they deliver their lines is absolutely incredible and uh, something that Something that this film does incredibly well, and this is pretty much a writer's dream when they're able to do this, is that the characters are constantly tested. They never, ever, ever get to... They never, ever, ever get a moment to breathe. Carol Shelby is constantly tested with his corporate stuff, while Ken Miles constantly tested with, like, the laws of physics. Like, they're both tested with their personal demons, it's it's just all fantastic and it's this film is just you really have to commend these two guys for just carrying the whole film and the rest of the actors although they don't do much are great too you know you get some of that you know you get some you get the heads of ferrari and ford i can't fully remember the name but all of them were great the actors were fantastic and the characterizations of them were great too and what i loved was that this is a film which is not as much about racing and is, at, and is about the creative process as much as racing. Now, from the title, if you don't like cars, I can just tell that you're going, oh, Ford v. Ferrari. Why? That's what I thought at first. I saw this, saw this title a while back, and I'm just like, um, nah, because I just don't care about cars. But trust me when I say this is... You don't need to be a racing fan to love this movie. And if you're a racing fan, that's just an added, added bonus to you. I don't care about it, and I absolutely adored this movie. You can tell by every, all the positives I've said. And it's about the creative process, like I said. And it's, the movie goes to a point where you don't as much care about the characters because they're car people. I cared more about the two characters because of how relatable their struggles were and how they were able to go through those and their characterization. I could not care less. They were a driver, there was a driver and, you know, and, and then a car, a car factory worker. But if you're, if you're a fan of racing, I mean, that's just an added bonus. But I truly care about these two characters because they were, how, because of the relatability that Mangold put with, that Mangold added. And that's just, like, I tr- it's just all because of Mangold. Like, I g- genuinely didn't even care about the Ford co- 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 Corporation or the Ferrari Corporation. And 
they, and I just treated them as not a car fan. I just treated them as, okay, they're a company stopping these people from doing this. Instead of just going, well, that's a car company. I'm a car fan. Let's go watch it. I don't, I didn't treat it like that. I just treated it like it could have been anything in there. And I just looked at it from, I just looked at it from perspective of this is a film about the creative process. Like I've already mentioned many, many times. And the production of this film just feels really hard worked for. Like, everything feels so hard and, like, it feels really almost, like, almost uncanny real. Like, everything just looks, like, so much like the real world, even though it was set 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Somehow, everything, it just feels so real, and that's pretty incredible, considering this is... Film 1966, although every, all the setting and the settings and everything is like that, is still somehow so relatable and you can definitely understand where this is and everything. And this is like the, it's just, it's like, it's like, it's almost like Logan where the world, despite being 13 years in the future, felt so real. I'm comparing this to Logan because it's also a James Mangold film. It's like this, but it's just, this is set even further into the past, and that film is set into the future. And somehow, everything just felt so natural, and, like, it, we just saw things like that. It's, the production design and production value is out of this world, especially from a film which has a budget of under $100 million, which is not too common, especially for big movies like this, which I, I, I would probably describe it, because I know a lot of you want to go and see this movie now. But, yeah. Fantastic, just a great, great production design. And this is like the perfect type of a feel-good movie. You know like Spider-Man Homecoming where throughout the whole movie you just feel so happy and vibrant and everything like that. This is that type of film. And it's just throughout the whole film you're so entertained, you have a smile on your face the whole way. And even with that, the film can still deliver some really poignant and emotional payoff towards the end. If you know the true story, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's a couple things which, towards the end, which are just so emotional. And they just, it's just, the movie flies for its one time. I'll just say that. I'll talk about this in just about a bit. But once we get, you know, like once we get near the end, of course some sad things happen. You know the true story. Well, again, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's certain payoff with some things and some characters that are so fitting, but then you're also like, that person deserved more, even though this happened to them and everything. It's just the way they're able to draw out emotion from you in, this, in a film about racing and the way it's able to draw, draw out emotion from people who don't care about racing or cars at all is amazing. And even And some of this... And then you feel like when the certain things happen, you just feel anger. And you're like, how did that happen? That's not fair. That's like, and then you're like, you know, like life lesson, you know, life isn't fair. And that's, it's, that's just a lesson about it. You're just like, when a certain things happen, you'll just be yelling, that's not fair. That's just, that's not right. And that's just, that's just how things go. And especially since it's based off a true story, it was so impactful. And I probably have never seen a movie with a message as powerful as this one 
maybe because of how real the realism of it and the fact that it is based off a true story made me connect so much with where they went towards the end and the emotion they draw they they drew out of me and it's pretty phenomenal and there were of course the movie's hilarious i already talked about this but the um, there's like i said there's a lot of emotional scenes and i almost teared up in one scene like i didn't the way they handle something to the end about a certain character was so out of nowhere in the best way possible like they kind of linger on it for a while like did this happen or did this happen all that and you're just like and then when you find out the true answer you're just you're so broken and i think like there's one small issue i might have i might have which i'll talk about in a minute but I almost teared up. If I had like a little more time with these characters, I actually might have. Because as you all know, I cried during Endgame. And that's because I was, I've been watching these characters for like 10 years. And maybe if it was like, if I was, if I had like another movie with these two, I maybe would have lost it during that finale. But yeah. Anyway, right before we wrap up, I'm just going to talk about uh, some small little pacing issues. But it's really minimal to say the least. The main pacing issues are with the runtime. Now, the runtime is, I think, a little 10 minutes too long. I think some stuff before they start building the car, everything like that. I think after the movie flies like the wind. You, it's a breeze to watch. But before that, it's a little slow. There's a lot of corporation signing off papers. And for a lot of people, and for me, at like maybe like one or two points, I, it, was, it could have gone a little faster. So some of it to drag before they start building the car, but that's just about it. The only last thing I'll mention is that when you're watching the movie, there's an event that happens towards the end that you'll be like, wait, wait, so what actually happened in that scene? You got to wait on a little bit and the an- the, it does get answered. So right before you count that as a negative, wait till the end of the movie because they do it as kind of a mystery thing if you haven't seen, if you don't know about the true story. And that's the thing is that I felt with what something they did at the end, they kind of just put that there for people who knew about the true story, but if you didn't, you kind of had to wait quite a while to find out what actually happened. So I felt like they were expecting a little too much of the audience, expecting us to already know the true story. That's just all, that's my, like, one issue. The other one barely counts. This is a near-perfect movie, to be honest. Before we get into my final thought, I'm just going to say that I'm going to go really high on my score, and I've... I feel like this year I've been pretty generous with some with some films. I'll get into this a little more at the end. I want to talk about something, but I honestly can't see myself changing. For the other ones, I've debated it, but this time I couldn't go any lower. I th- just you'll see my score in a bit, but yeah, this is amazing. James Mangold has created a film with tension, great drama great races and great characters which of course leads to one of the best and most entertaining films of the year and one that will probably draw to everyone even if you're not even if you're not a racing guy i'm going to give ford v ferrari an a this is a must watch if you're on the edge get off go to the theaters right now i think it's playing just about worldwide now you gotta go. I want to talk about something just really quick for I Is that there have been two? I've, I've before this, I've given two films an A, being Joker and Far From Home. And especially after seeing this film, I think I rethink that. And I, and if you're still here, 
I just, I want to make it official that I, if I can go back and change it, which I guess I can, but, you know, I don't think it's, it's kind of cheating, but I would move both of those, being Joker and Spider-Man Far From Home, down to an A-, minus, especially Far From Home on second viewing. I haven't seen Joker a second time, but the more I think about the film, I start to pick some small little issues apart, but, you know, it's fine. Every film has issues, and yeah, which means this is... Almost definitely my second favorite film of the year right now. Incredible. I did not expect this. Yeah. It's just... I'm really impressed by this film, and I really love to see what Mangold does next. Anyway, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope I've inspired you to go to check out this movie, because I really hope it makes some bucks, because it truly deserves it. And yeah, have everyone, bye-bye, and have a fantastic day.